You've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Hey there, boppers. Now's about the time that you guys tune in for the incredible My Mind Show with your host, Stephen Taylor. Now, he's done a lot of things to his recording to make it sound extra smooth with that added bass and treble that you all can hear. So without further ado, let's kick this 50 episode off with some nice, fresh, crisp recordings. Let's kick it. Three, two, one, let's go. Hello, and how are we going? We have made it to episode 50, and you're probably wondering why the three, two, one, let's kick it intro, because it's, uh, well... I've spoken about it before, but Cowboy Bebop has a special place in my heart, and I've always wanted to do a smooth jazz (laughs) intro in kind of memoriam and celebration of the Cowboy Bebop TV show that's live-action TV starring John Choi and uh, a couple of other people who I I can't pronounce the the guy who plays Jed, uh, Jet, Jet Black. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try just yet, but I'm very excited. I'm so excited. Like they did the, they did the anime startup and then did a side-by-side comparison with the live action uh, intro uh, of the, of the, of the TV show compared to like the anime one. And it was just Chris. Like there was so many like nods to like Spike Siegel, Spike Spiegel's character like in live action oh, i was awesome and they even got the hair right like that's the most iconic thing about like a lot of anime that people kind of forget is that their hair is what makes them so so unforgettable like when they did the dragon ball evolution movie you know that was meant to be the first of a series of movie live action movies um, about the Dragon Ball series. If you've not heard of Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball, then, you know, go pick up an anime because that's where a lot of people start because it's, you know, moderately kid-friendly. And the the one thing they got wrong in that movie was the hair. <laughs> it's like, same, my friend and I were talking about it, it's like Saiyan law or like a birthright that all the Saiyans have, you know, they have their hair from when they were born to when they're old. Like, that's just the way it is. So for them to not even acknowledge that and just give this guy like the wrong haircut, <laughs> it sucks. I feel sorry for Justin Chadwick because I feel like, you know, that was more or less a stepping stone until he really found his um, niche character in um, in Shameless. Uh, shout out Justin Chadwick. If, you, if you're listening to this, I'm a big fan of you in Chum Scrubber which is a very, very old movie about teenage dramas that came out when I was a kid. And it was so like, it, it just like summed up, not necessarily my teens, but it summed out how a lot of people of my generation felt. So if you ever feel like 
you want to know what it was like to live in or be a teenager from 2000 to 2006, uh, go, go watch Chum Scrubber with um, Jamie Bell and oh there's a heap there's a there's a couple of good actors in it eh? there's like justin chatwick um i think it's it's either chedwick or chatwick and there's yeah jamie bell and ah who's the guy william thatcher the guy who plays um the you know he plays like the he plays like the bent cop in he plays like the crooked fbi agent in prison break and stuff like that, you know him if you see him, he's like one of those well-known, like, he's in A-grade movies, but he's never a big part in A-grade movies, like, he's always, like, the the side character or the supporting character to anyone that's in, like, a, a an A-series movie, you know, there's always, like, the, you, you know, it, it could be a movie with, like, uh, you know, like, Black Hawk Down, you know, like, uh, Justin Hartnett is, like, the kind of, um, Josh Hartnett, Josh, Josh and Hartnett, <laughs> Josh Hartnett is kind of the main character in, in Black Hawk Down, but then you've got like Ewan McGregor and like Eric Banner like turns up and um, yeah, William Thatcher's in that actually, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they're always like in the, in the, in the wings there, you know, and they're like the main character in like um, B-grade movies, you know what I mean? So like they're, they're like A grade quality acting, but they're only in B grade movies. Like it really sucks for some people, you know. Like Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts is such a great actor and like a really cool bad guy, and he should be in more films. Honestly, no, he shouldn't be in more. He should be in more quality films than quantity because he's definitely in a lot of films. I think that guy's got a discography of like close to four hundred movie appearances. A eh? like it's a lot. Like, Eric Roberts is one of the hardest working actors in Hollywood. Like, he is just in so much. If I had someone here with me, they could, like, Google it, but I don't, and, you know. But, anyway, so, you know, like, um, going back to Cowboy Bebop, it's it's coming out November something. <laughs> I think it's the 17th or the 8th or something, but... I've never been so excited for like an anime to be live action. And they've even said, like a lot of the things I've read, they've even said that they're going to try and stick, well, they're working with like the original creators to um, make it as close to the anime as possible. And there's a lot of characters that are turning up that are from the the anime in the live action you know like it's gonna be it's gonna be ripe if you're looking for a new tv show i suggest cowboy bebop i also suggest cowboy bebop before <laughs> you know like what try and watch the anime it's on like funimation and crunchyroll and stuff like that i'm pretty sure i don't know if it's on crunchyroll but it's definitely on funimation and anime lab um you, you should definitely go check that out because that is primo um the the show is oh, I've said it before because I'm a big Cowboy Bebop fan, you know, like I'm not like a big fan, like I would get a tattoo. It's just my favorite anime, you know, like a lot of people say like, you know, Attack on Titan or Dragon Ball Z or Evangelion or even Ghost in the Shell, like they're, they're big ones for them. But yeah, nah, it's Cowboy Bebop because it's so cool. It's the coolest show. And the fact that, you know, a lot of shows now, 
are showing like gender neutral kind of roles and that's cool man like uh, i'm on board with it but um there's no but actually i'm just on board i don't care uh, I never cared from the start, like, I'm a big fan of Crying Game, like, I don't understand the big, like, Dog Day Afternoon, like, you know, the whole plot of that is about a guy robbing the bank so he can get a sex change for his boyfriend so she can become a girl, you know, like, I'm into those movies. I'm not, like, heavily engrossed in the community, but, you know, I'll watch them because I like cinema, I like movies, and I like cinema, I like stories, you know, I'm a big fan, I'm a big fan of, like, pictured storytelling <laughs> you know I, I like it so in cowboy bebop and you know i don't want to give anything away so i'll say there's spoilers here if if you don't like the spoilers then go and watch it pause it and go watch it okay because there's a lot of stuff in uh cowboy bebop that is just insane it is so good like it's so futuristic that yeah, it's so crazy because it came out in like 98, I want to say, or something like that, 99, 98. Like it came out in a time when the when people were saying the future was like 2080, <laughs> you know, like and we'd have all these advancements. But um, yeah, so the, they've got like a, a transgender character on that show back in like the 90s on a Japanese anime. Like it's crazy. It's mental. And it's so good, like, that character, it doesn't change, there's no, like, big opinion about it, it's just, like, that character is who they are, and that's just the way it is, <laughs> you know, like, I I think the story, like, it, 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 they tell it in a way that, um, you know, they get chemically changed through, like, some kind of crazy drug or something like that, you know, that's the far out part about it, is that, like, it happened not through their choice, <laughs> it just happened to them. <laughs> But, you know, it's cool. It's a cool episode. Uh, it's a cool show. And uh, I think it's because, like, there's a big push for, you know, gender equality. And for sure, man, hey, like, no, I've got, like I said, I've got no drama. You be who you want to be, whatever. But, yeah, that, they, that, that show was already doing it, <laughs> you know, before, like, it got too crazy, you know, like, that, that show was already into it and already kicking it off, man, like, it was so cool, it's a cool show, I know it's, like, a cartoon and a lot of adults, um, that are older than me struggle to watch cartoons, um, because there's just a kid-like appeal that comes with the cartoon that not many adults kind of want to watch, and that's understandable, like, it makes a lot of sense because I wouldn't want to watch like the generation before me is like super into sports and I'm not like a sports guy. Eh? Like I watch the UFC and I watch MMA and I'll, I'll watch boxing and you know, sometimes I'll, I'll catch any like martial arts event. Cause I love like martial arts. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch most of those all day, but I can't watch, I can't, I can't watch footy and be like, in, I can't watch the, like the NRL, which is Australian uh, national rugby league or whatever um uh, i can't watch that and be like yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna wait i'm gonna sit through 80 minutes of this like i can't do that that's just not my niche so um yeah and the thing that that a lot of people are going to struggle with is that it is essentially a cartoon <laughs> it's but it's a good cartoon like I was saying like last week or the week before that, you know, if people can just see past subtitles, you open your eyes to so much cinema, you know, like 
if you English dubbed is a good thing, like it's cool and all, but if you want to watch a show or a movie in its like in like its top bracket, sorry, I bumped my mic. If it's in like you know, you want to watch a show that at, at that's at its best and at its peak, not by like being diluted by, you know, something lost in translation. That sometimes happens with like English dub, you know. Um, but it, it, it and subtitles do a better way of capturing it than English dub. I think the the English the English dubs are <laughs> sometimes they're really bad. Like there's a movie called Drunken Master with Jackie Chan, sick movie, awesome kung fu, awesome plot, cool story, good Jackie Chan movie if you're into Jackie Chan, uh, there's the there's Drunken Master and then there's Legend of the Drunken Master, Legend of the Drunken Master is the sequel to Drunken Master, so Drunken Master came out in the late 80s I think, and this is when uh, Jackie Chan was, you know, getting big, yeah, more so big in like uh, Hong Kong cinema, and he was in this film and they chose this film I think this is only what I'm understanding they chose to do this film kind of half for um the Japanese oh sorry the Chinese like um culture and the other one was for like western culture so like they're trying to show this movie and a lot of you know like there's you know the um the the Shaolin movies and like the um Seven Samurai movies and that kind of stuff but yeah, I feel like this one was like a big push for, for other demographics, let's say. No. So it was like an Eastern movie tailored for the West because half of it's dubbed and the other half is like subtitles. You know what I mean? So like all of the complex story plot, which isn't very complex, let's be honest, that was all dubbed. And then like the stuff that they could just skim through, like the um, nonsensical dialogue was all, like, done in, um, Cantonese or Mandarin, whatever they, whatever they, they were speaking at the time, you know, I don't know what's more prominent in China, if it's, like, Cantonese or Mandarin, I feel like they both have some significance, as far as it goes, but, look, and, uh, actually, another cool thing about, um, yeah, sorry, no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll stick to my topic, <laughs> um, and then I'll go back to Cowboy Bebop, the, the thing is with anime is that a lot of these plots in, like, live action TV shows were already done in anime, and they were done on a weirder, stranger, heavier scale, you know, all these people's like, oh, you still watch cartoons, it's like, cause, like, in anime, like, the stories are better, like, I was watching this, um, I watched this anime um, Sword Art Online, if you've ever watched it, you'll love it, it's, um, if you've ever watched it, you do love it, because it's so cool, like, the whole world takes place, it's, like, about, it's about a kid who, it's about all these kids, and, and it's about gamers, really, (laughs) but the main character is a teenager, and it's about them testing this whole new augmented reality device, um, and they put it on and it takes them, it connects to their spine. I know it's a bit far out, but, you know, tell me how many English movies that this is already reminding you of. It connects to their spine and they can, they, they deep dive, or like dive into the game. So they have full control over uh, augmented reality 
kind of human or elf or whatever the play class is in the thing it's like a role-playing game and they have a they have full control over it so like their brain is doing all the work while their body is you know layeth in bed and you know you can already see how many plots that is <laughs> in like an english movie like there's gamer ready player one and and let me tell you sword art online came out in like 2000 and uh 2013 i think or 2010 like it's been out for a long time and there was what's the movie what did i just say gamer ready player one um there's like that other one <laughs> i can't think of it for some reason but you know like a lot of like english movies, and i don't blame them at all like the mech the mech suit like shows like pacific rim like that's just almost a carbon ripoff of like evangelion you know like and you the the shows you're watching on like tv you should have already been watching anime the only difference is that in anime it's a cartoon and it's a blown up exaggerated version but then you don't think it's so far out when you watch these blown up exaggerated versions on like when there's actual actors in it you know it'd be interesting to see how many new fans cowboy bebop gets that prefer the live action film to sorry the tv show that compared to that like it more than the the original tv show because i I, i'm a fan of the original tv show like there's everything's cool about it it's cool jazz everywhere like it's sick it's awesome it's great i i can't speak more highly of it because it is honestly the coolest tv show you'll watch (laughs) and i've watched a lot of tv man hey the the problem with kind of all this media coming out is that they're not taking advantage of and this is only my views then they're not taking advantage of all the uh, kind of content that is like individual thought you know like they're they're too busy to cash in on the nostalgia when you should leave it leave it where it is like there's a macgyver tv show that's a remake of macgyver the tv show there's a Lethal Weapon TV show that's a remake of the Lethal Weapon movies. Now there's a Rush Hour TV show that's going to be a ripoff of the Rush Hour movies, you know? And I'm sure Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan are going to be like executive producers or writers on it, not as the actors in it, you know? Like, more, more power to Jackie Chan because I think Jackie Chan does write some cool movies. Like, if you ever watch uh, the Police Story series of, like, Jackie Chan, like, they're, they're really cool. They're directed really well. And he he directs one of them, I think. But he just choreographs like some of the coolest fight scenes. And the thing I like about Jackie Chan fight scenes is that they're they're not only funny, they're they're good. <laughs> they're good fight scenes. Which, you know, which is crazy, really. But yeah, so I, I think the, the the one thing they really need to cash in on is independent kind of movies that have that aren't just ripoffs, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I've said it before, like, leave nostalgia where it is, because, like, the reason Dean Martin's so good is because no one's performing like Dean Martin anymore, because there was only one Dean Martin, no one's, you know, there's, Tennessee Ernie Ford was so good, because there's not another voice like his, and he, and that's so good, that's awesome, Johnny Cash is so good, because, there was not another Johnny Cash and there's never going to be another Johnny Cash. Like even if his son started singing tomorrow, I don't think I'd truly be into it. 
because it's yeah i'd support it for sure you know i'd support it that'd that'd be cool but it's more about like it's more about just leaving nostalgia where it is because that's where it belongs it belongs in the past you know i would rather i would rather listen to a dean martin record or a dean martin like recording on the internet or whatever or on a cd or on you know my phone or on, on spotify whatever whatever then hear someone perform it that wasn't Dean Martin, that tried to do a Dean Martin, you know? And I'm not saying there's not value in it, but people that, like, cash in on it make it, I don't know. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing because I don't mind covers and I don't mind, like, people that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm contradicting myself, really, but I just think that, don't try and make that your own brand. You know what I mean? Like, don't try and subjugate yourself into just being the the cover guys. Like, if that's where you want to start and start covering songs, for sure. And if, you know, that's all you want to do, like, that that's sweet, you know? But don't try and, like, change the memory. Because at the end of the day, like, it's still a Dean Martin song. You know, and maybe Dean Martin didn't write it, but that's that that's a d martin song man hey eh? like that's that's just the way it is you can't be like like if someone's doing like if someone released ring of fire and then tried to like make it so big and different but the same as the original ring of fire but not calling it by and not paying ode to johnny cash and not remembering like where that nostalgia came from or where that song came from. I think that in lies the problem because, you know, that's just not, you're taking away, you're taking away history. You're taking away like everything that, and you know, it sucks that that's Johnny Cash's biggest hit. It's like a song he didn't write, <laughs> you know, it's a song that, um, June, June wrote and his, um, his wife, but it sucks that, yeah, it just sucks. It just sucks. Like, I'm more than happy to play covers and, but not like uh, around family and friends and to, to entertain them and myself. And no, I'm more than happy to do that and, you know, pick a, pick a little bit on the guitar. But, you know, I, I don't think I'd want to do it in public and try and change the original version to, you know, to get to abolish the old kind of version of it. Like, cause what does this, what does this like MacGyver show do? You know what I mean? Like it's the same show essentially. And yeah, Richard Dean Anderson is probably going to sign off on it for sure. But, or James Dean Anderson. Is it James Dean or Richard? Uh, either one, you know, shout out to you. Cause I love Star, I love Stargate. <laughs> but, you know, what does, what, what, what does it do? Like, do we just like forget? Do we forget that like MacGyver was big in the eighties and like Miami Vice as well? Like, you know, or Hawaii Five-0, like, you know, are people going to like forget is Magnum PI a redo as well? I think like all these classic TV shows, why isn't anyone doing Taggart again <laughs> or Spy Force? <laughs> you know, why aren't people doing that? Why aren't they redoing those shows? They were classics, but the, you know, they can't, they're, they're just changing the memories that, you know, the people 
10, 10, 15 years younger than me have with those shows and grew up watching those shows. Now they've got to relive those shows. They're not reliving anything new. I think that's, that's, you know, the worst part is like, you're not, you're not showing the world something new. You're just showing the world the same. <laughs> it's the same, the same thing with it. It's like putting a hat on a hat, you know, it's just still a hat, <laughs> you know, shout out. Uh, if you ever hear this, shout out to um, my friend, you're, you, you know who you are, hat on a hat, you know. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll never get it. I'll never understand. It. I'll never truly understand it, I don't think. Um, you know, I on here, I always try and be as independent and I always try and... I, I, I try never to, to talk about the same things that people are talking about. I try to give you, like, my own perspective and my own views and, you know, it's all... I like to think it's all fresh. Like, I never try and tell the same story twice. You know, I'll reference some things I have said because, you know... Yeah, it's what you do, but it's just bringing back the, you know, bringing it back into the, into the cultural perspective. But look, episode 50, look here, we got deep. <laughs> we got real deep, real quick. I think it's important to reflect that this show started from a car and now hopefully this recording, the last recording, I'm very sorry, but it sounded like, it sounded really quiet. I, I thought it was just my hearing going. And I thought, oh, it's okay. And then I played it on a couple of other platforms. And I was like, oh, maybe it's not my hearing. <laughs> maybe it is really quiet. And then I put it out there. I didn't want to um I didn't want to take it down and then bring it back on, you know. So, you know, I left it out there. So this one, hopefully, is gonna be nice, smooth, booming. It's gonna be good. I think this is gonna be one of the best recordings I've done. Because this is something I've wanted. I've wanted the the kind of whole feel of the show to feel professional because well it's just better that way really isn't it that's like the first step to making making it your own really you know so it's not so crackly and statically and you can hear the cars go by but I, th- I think we've grown a lot and uh you know I said it last week you know as a appreciation uh, you know it was very much appreciation but I do I appreciate all you guys listening and hanging in there um and, and just listening to every week, I, I, I appreciate it. I know I, I try to be consistent. I try to bring them out every week. But um, sometimes life's like a half-eaten donut. <laughs> you know, you, you can only leave it half-eaten for so long <laughs> before it either goes bad and you throw it out or you finish it. <laughs> and that's kind of what life is at the moment, isn't it? Life's like a, a half-eaten donut. Take it where you leave it. <laughs> anyway. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Episode 50, I feel like I, I can do a lot more. But but this year, we've got a lot coming. I'm not, I'm not wrapping up. I'm just saying we've got a lot coming this year, which is going to be really, really cool. Um, my friend and I, um, shout out Adam, we're, we're working on a new um, kind of neo-noir kind of um, audio TV show. I won't tell you the name, but we're working on that. And, we've, uh, you know, I've written... Um, I've written a lot of ideas down, so it's going to be, it's going to be muy bueno, <laughs> to say the least, like, it's going to be really cool, so all of you, like, look out for that, hear out for that, uh, uh, Mr. Ricketts, if you're listening, I am, I've got, next time we speak, which I'll give you a call this afternoon, um, uh, we'll, we've got some things to discuss, my friend, <laughs> yeah, 
we've got a lot of we've got a lot of things to pick up because if you've been following the soprano series we're up to um we're up to season four no i've got to i've got to put up season three and then we're up to season four and season four is very very juicy but we'll talk about something else so i was playing with some friends on xbox and generally what happens when we play we talk a lot of crap and we you know bounce from topic to topic and it's similar to this show you know like uh well one day i'll I'll record one of those one of those fateful sessions and and get it get it on so with with these um with these conversations generally what happens is someone will bring up something like a challenge an xbox related challenge and it'll be a joke and then it'll start to fathom in something real (laughs) and this is what's happened so my brother if you listen to this shout out to you bro he's got um i've written it down he has 82,508 more gamer score points than me right that's quite a lot. That's a substantial amount. So if I were to catch up to him, I would need to get I would need to get a gamer score of 300 300 gamer score points every hour for 52 weeks. <laughs> Which and that's depending if he never gets another achievement <laughs> on his Xbox, which is a lot. And I've I've had to rebuild my gamer score because, you know, I was young and dumb and I hit something and it just did it. And, you know, it, it gypped it. It's my own fault. And I'll happily sleep in that bed. And I, I've built my gamer score back up and I'm quite proud of it. You know, like I was always proud of my gamer score, but now I've gotten it to a point of where it's higher than when it was before. So, and I've done that all on the next gen console. So all my 360 games, Xbox 360 games have... um. Yeah, I was a brat online, like, I was, um, I copped, like, a six-month ban from Xbox for, like, it wasn't even that mean to this guy, eh? It was just, like, I think what made it worse is because all six of us were <laughs> were being mean as well. Like, you know, I, I think I was, like, the main, I was the main person um, saying a lot of this stuff, but, yeah, you know, well, what are you going to do? Um... So I was, I, I was saying a lot of the, yeah, I, I won't say his name, but I, I was saying a lot of the stuff. I wasn't swearing. I wasn't getting like really abusive or anything like that. Don't think that. Like I wasn't bullying him. I was just saying things in a demeaning manner <laughs> and I wasn't swearing. And him and his whole clan like reported me and I copped like a six month ban, which I happily did. I made like some other profiles to like fill in the void <laughs> and stuff like that. So I could still talk to my friends and I was, uh, my brother and I were super into, cause we're Asian. We naturally find exploitations in games and try and use it to the fullest to make the game easier. Like that's just how we've always operated, you know? And through, we were like doing some like on offline, offline, I might say offline. We weren't doing this to online games, you know, we we're never doing stuff to like have an advantage over other players, like online people, we're only doing it to make like a story game cooler or funner 
you know what i mean like we we're only making so we had heaps of money in a game or so we could do like super jumps and cool stuff like that so stuff that had never affected online and with this thing this like program you could like unlock all your achievements and i was like oh i wonder what like because i played a lot of games i was like i wonder what like my my achievements would be if i unlocked them all because i've only like 100 percent of maybe like five or six games or three or four games i would say and i thought oh i wonder what it would be like if i i wonder what the total account would be if i just unlocked all my achievements on every game i've played i wonder what it would look like and i clicked it and it did it you know it just did it instantly man hey like instant 100 percent like filled out all my achievements and with within like the next day xbox took away all my xbox achievements because it was on 360 took all every single one of my achievements reverted me back to zero and that was the punishment hey they were like you can you'll never be able to earn achievements on 360 games or the games that um were affected by this by me just being an idiot right so forever i've got a ban on xbox 360 games which is fine like you know like i said like i've rebuilt my gamer score like uh my mate like gives me shit for it like being a dick being an idiot like and i was man hey like i was young i was stupid i didn't think before i acted which a lot of things it like sums up my life i didn't think about it you know i just did it because i'm like super impulsive that's why i like suck at shopping because i'm just really really impulsive that's probably why i have a series x because <laughs> i'm just really impulsive and i i hit it and then it did and it was huge i was like oh that's incredible and then i went to unclick it and it wouldn't unclick it was just like done that's it signed sealed delivered signed sealed delivered you know done finished polished and i was i was like oh wild and then i just left it and i was like well i can't change it and then i went like i said the next day xbox took them all away eh? every single achievement and i've had to live with that for however many years and you know it's fine it's fine of course i'm angry and i'm always disappointed in myself but i was playing uh, maybe a couple of months ago i was playing a 360 game and i was like i didn't have achievements for it and i was like oh why can't i get achievements so i contacted like xbox support and started complaining that i couldn't get like xbox 360 achievements i was like oh do this this and this and reinstall your your profile onto into your xbox and do this and do this and i'm doing all of it it's like it's not working this, this isn't happening and then it like clicked in my because it happened so long ago it clicked in my brain i was like oh that's right i, I got banned <laughs> i've been like banned from getting any xbox 360 achievement <laughs> so like you know on nostalgia the only one of the good things about nostalgia is it's enabling me because a lot of hd remakes are coming out like i'm able to play the games again and get the achievements back that i once had so that's a cool thing but um yeah so we got on that topic and you know it's out there now like this recording is going to go out and i'm okay with it you know you can call me a cheaty you can call me a modder but i never did it to hurt anybody I only did it because I was young and dumb and stupid and we all make mistakes and I never modded a game to make me better online. I never modded a game 
to make it so online was easier. I only did it for the story stuff, <laughs> single player stuff. You know, I never tried to do it. I never, I never could get it to work when it was like multiplayer or anything like that. Like that's just the way it is. So, you know, uh, hate me you know, or whatever. I'm, I'm okay with it. I've, I've made my bed and I'm prepared to sleep in it. Cause I do every night. <laughs> it's all good. And so my friend, um, he's got, I've, I've caught up to his gamer score. So he, I think he's about 2000 ahead of me. And I'm, I thought, oh, I could probably catch it up. So I'm going to try and catch it up because there's no way I can catch my brother. <laughs> like 82,508 gamer score. I did the math. I tried to, ma- I tried to do the math in a way that would make it achievable, but I would have to get like close to 1500 gamer points a week. I'd have to game for 54 hours a week, which is, you know, a full-time job (laughs) as a hospitality person, man. Like that's a lot, a lot of hours, eh? Like I can't do that. You know, it'll take too long. It'll take way too long. Um, and I'll probably, you know, lose the misses over it, which, which won't be cool. But, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm going to really try and like nail down and try and get, um, hopefully by the end of this month, I'm hoping to make like at least two or 3000, like gamer score. I hope so. We'll see how we go. Um, I'm cause my brother won't stop getting achievements. He's not going to pause his gaming life just so I can catch up. Like there's no way, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's been my life at the moment. Eh? I'm just trying to catch up because <laughs> I've got these weird challenges and that's what it all comes down to. These weird challenges you get. So I just had to readjust my hips a bit sore. I'll tell you, the one thing that really sucks is sitting down. (laughs) I used to love sitting down when I was younger. There was just this great kind of feeling of just sitting down, you know, like in class or, or just on the lounge. But now I can't sit down for too long. If I sit like in an, if I had to sit at a desk for eight hours or six hours or even an hour, like I I had to move like the podcast studio from like my wife's desk office slash ocean view to like the spare room where there's a couch (laughs) because couch is comfier (laughs) and uh, it's, it's so much better. I got me and Monty here, my jujitsu grappling dummy which i'll um i'll put him in the stories you know show, show monty some love he's a good guy he's um you know he's 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 a good he's a good snuggle but yeah it, it's so much comfier than than sitting on a chair i know it sounds so monotonous and it's not something that anyone should complain about like the the value of sitting but i don't know my hip gets so sore <laughs> it's it's killing me my hip clicks now because I've done, I don't know what I've done. <laughs> it just clicks now. Uh, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> it just does. It just, it just has a click noise now. And that's just, that's just the way my body works. It's like when, um, we're in, in my right hand, I've started to get like carpal tunnel, like in my wrist. I feel like I'm going to have to get the tendons like reattached or something like that. Like, I don't know. I'm starting to get like really bad like RSI or something. So 
you know, that sucks, but uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, my body's just sore. <laughs> sorry. And and now, sorry, on, on my wrist. So it gets to like, so it, it, it gets like a tingly pain, a tingly pain. Like I, I remember uh, maybe last year, I think I broke down about, uh, it would have been at 40 whole chickens and, you know, segregated them all, like broke them down into breast, drumstick, thigh, wings, whatever, and broke down all the carcasses, like, you know, disassembled all of them. And by like the 30th one, I was like, every time I would like stab into the chicken, my uh, my hand would just vibrate with pain. <laughs> it was killing me, eh? Like, I don't know if I could go and do that for a full-time job like I need variety like, I've cut a lot of onions so you know my hand has hit a solid bench for a long time over long periods of time like if you've if you've cut 10 kilos of red onions you know how I feel <laughs> like it is such pain it sucks I hate it I hate it and the generally I'm a I'm a knife skills first kind of guy for the younger guys. They eh? like when, when time's an issue, use the robo coops, you know, use the food processes for sure. But if you've got the time to perfect those skills and use those skills, why not use them? Why not perfect them? Why not get them better? You know, like you've got all the time. You don't have to take all the time. You need to hurry because <laughs> time is fleeting as a wise man once said, but you, you need to, <clears throat> excuse me, you, you need to, you need to practice those skills because it's such a lost talent. It's such a lost ability is like something is as basic as cutting your carrot into batons, you know, like it's so with the younger generation, like they don't know, like a lot of guys don't know what a brumoir is, you know, like it's something you need to know. I'm not going to tell you either. <laughs> don't come in here and expect the answers straight away, but I've probably already said it, but yeah, you just it's hard it really really sucks for like an older guy um and i'm not like a super old guy like i'm not but i'm i'm starting to be the next guard i'm the old guard of a new generation you know what i mean like i feel it's like the changing of the guard like that's where i am in my hospitality career is i feel like i want to i want to give it my all for five years and I, I think that's all i've got i don't know if my wrist keeps playing up like this like if anyone at my workplace hears this, I'm very sorry, but five years. No, I'm kidding. I'll be there forever. <laughs> I'll be there forever because I like it. And that's the thing that you got to remember about hospitality is that even if your job's not your ideal job, if the people there are nice and you like turning up there and you like hanging out with them and you like talking to them, you'll keep turning up because that's like half the thing that's like half the joy of school is that if you've got good friends there and you enjoy all your friends and you can hang out with them from day in day out then the school works you know minuscule compared to the social aspect and that's what work becomes you know it becomes more of a social thing and you just get paid to to hang out and work and cut onions and cook steaks and stuff with cool people you know that's how you got to see it you can't see as like oh it's so hard to dice butter (laughs) you can't look at it like that you gotta look at it like it's so much fun talking to these people and hearing their stories while I'm dicing butter. <laughs> you know, I think you know. I try to be quite optimistic, especially when it comes to work. Like, 
Uh, I hate it. If I ever felt like bad in a job, like that's when I knew it was time to go, you know, like if there was ever a point where I think, I hate this job, I can't do it anymore. I hate the people. I hate all this, that and everything else. Then it's time to leave. When you start to hate the system that you're involved in, that's when you need to get out of the system. Change it. Do something. Like go live in the outback and see how much you miss the system. (laughs) You know, there's so many things you can do that can just change the whole, your whole outlook and your whole aspect of life. You know, go see a waterfall, man. Hey, waterfalls are cool. Wish I could see more. But, you know, we can, we can soon, you know, all, all pending, all pending, all, all things are pending. But on that note, we'll, um, we'll, we'll stop. Oh, oh, I forgot. So I watched Ice Road and it is not going to be a cult classic. <laughs> this movie is not very good at all. I've never seen, like, there's a scene in it where, so the premise of the film is Liam Neeson is an Irish-American and he, I think he's trying to be more Irish than American, but because he's done the Taken movies and, like, a lot of English movies, like, he's kind of lost his accent a little bit or his accent's, like, really, really rough. And it's no, you know, if you want to do it in your normal speaking voice, that's sick as well. That's awesome. Good on you, Liam Neeson. Um, you know, Stallone does all these movies in his own accent, <laughs> you know, so it's like no detriment. Um, but the thing, so the whole, the whole thing is about, it is about ice roads and it's about ice road truckers. So it's about, so it's like, it lays out like it's the ultimate, like, the ultimate like crew movie man eh? like it's so it's so cliche like this whole film is just like all the movie cliches throw it thrown into it like i had a bit of hope because jonathan hensley uh i'm pretty sure wrote it and directed it and that's the same guy that wrote and directed um uh this movie called welcome to the jungle and it was about these um kind of amazonian savages not the rock movie it's a different movie it's called welcome to the jungle or or something along those lines and you know cool action um you know a bit of like jump scares and stuff like cool plot and another movie he did was the thomas jane punisher movie so the the first um the second sorry uh punisher movie and that was a great movie that's a really good movie you know like a the way it stacks up is that's a pretty good like version of the Punisher. The only problem is that Thomas Jane just didn't look old enough to be the Punisher because the Punisher is meant to be old, just older. Like, you know, the John Bernthal one is like really good because it's kind of, they're kind of selling it as like real time, you know, like the, the timeline doesn't seem as jaded as it is in the Thomas Jane one, for some reason, they just don't do a good job of explaining that, you know, cause it looks like he's retiring at 30 because Thomas Jane looks so young, even though he's not, but that's the way it looks, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you've done it all. You, you're retiring at 35 from the FBI undercover department, you know, like they don't make it believable enough, you know, it's just, yeah, it's a bad sell. And the, the John Barenthal one, they do a really good job. Anyway, so I had hoped that Jonathan Hensley would be able to reinvigorate this project and make it 
you know, make it a cool, like, truckers action, like Roadhouse, man, like, make it a cult classic, make it this cool, like, like, way the gun, you know, like, have some dodgy parts, but awesome scenes, right, and it just sucked, like, there's, like, this is what I'm talking about, like, A-grade actors in, like, with C-grade actors that have their own B-grade films, (laughs) you know, like, there's one dude in it, and he is honestly, he's in like every, he's like the worst B grade. He is like the ultimate C grade actor, but the worst B grade actor, eh? Like he, he, oh, I can't remember his name. I'll, I'll have to remember. But, um, so like the movie kind of plays out that Liam Neeson is this trucker and his best, his like, his brother is, he's got some kind of post, he's got some kind of post traumatic stress thing that made him like a little bit like special. I'll I'll say like a little bit disabled and I don't mean any detriment in, it is in a detrimental way because they just do a bad way of like portraying it. Like, I don't know if this actor is, I don't think he is. I think he's just he does a bad job. It's actually like disrespectful to like <laughs> to um to people that are like autistic or have like uh, a disability. Like this this guy does such a bad job that it sucks, you know. And then they and his name's Gertie. Like oh, it just sucks. From as soon as I heard his name, I was like, this just sucks this sucks, you know, like his name's Gertie and he's trying to be like autistic or something. And it's just so bad. It's so disrespectful. It sucks. And so, so what happens is that Liam Neeson's the driver and he's driver, the truck is contract driver. So he doesn't own a truck. The, the brother, his brother, Gertie is the mechanic and they travel the road together. Right. Makes sense. But the first scene is they get back, he gets back from a job and he goes in there and there's like three dudes that have like a water thermos and they're throwing it around in a circle away from Gertie. Like they're like 50 year old dudes playing keep away from this special guy. Like, and and it's worse because the dude's trying to act special. Like it just, Oh, it's so infuriating, like, that this scene managed to touch a screen. Like, this is a movie that would have been okay in, like, 1995. There's no way that this movie was okay to to bring out in 2000. That scene, especially, like, grown dudes playing keep away. And then Liam Neeson comes in, saves the day, and knocks a guy out with one punch, you know? Like, that was the hallelujah play. That's... And then he just gives a look to the camera, like, it's, like, this exasperated, like, sigh, like please tell me that's enough because <laughs> I can't exert any more energy on this scene. I, I like Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson is a good actor and I love him. I love him in the Takens. I love him in Gangs of New York for the short time he's in it. Like, uh, I, I really like Liam Neeson, but this movie just, it just felt like an obligation. <laughs> you know, it just felt like someone, someone said, look, you can, if you make this movie, you can make Taken 4. You know, like there was some kind of, there's got to be something that comes after this film because there's no way this film was like, he's promoting this film as like the greatest film ever. All the explosions like CGI'd and oh, so, so they get fired, right? 
And the reason they get fired is because because of the special brother keeps creating problems. And the problems that he's creating are because these grown men are picking on him. And Liam Neeson has to fight them. That's the only way. (laughs) So Liam Neeson decides his character, Mike, Mike McCann, that's his name. He goes to this like veterans hospital because he, Gertie's a veteran and he takes him to the veteran hospital to put him in like some kind of care program. And they're like, oh, they don't take an hour. So he goes, he, I don't know, buys a people magazine or whatever. (laughs) And he comes back in an hour and he's like, I'm looking for my brother, Gertie. He's meant to be checked in here. He was meant to be done an hour ago. It's been two hours. And I wish that was an exaggeration or a really bad way of like explain of saying his line because that's exactly how it sounded. It sounded ridiculous. Like it was so like uh, my brother Gertie. He's got himself in some trouble again. You know, like it was so bad. It sucked. Ugh. And he goes in there and they he's like, You're gonna give my brother Fentanyl and Prozac and Oxycontin to try and cure him, you know? And then he like flips out and takes him to, you're trying to numb my brother down. And the doctor comes in and he's like, well, that's the only way we can treat him. <laughs> and they're like in the, they're in like Alaska or something. And he's like, that's the only way we can treat him, eh? Like we don't, we don't know another way. Have you tried talking to him? He doesn't need this stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, Liam Neeson. I'm not trying to like be a bad dude or like give you a bad review, but I'm just giving an honest review of the movie that I seen, right? Hate me all you want. This is just what I seen. So he takes him out. He's like, don't worry, Gertie. We're going to try and find another job. And they go to the petrol station. And he's like, you're coming with me. And they go to the petrol station. They're getting fuel. And he gets this message from Lawrence Fishburne's character calling all drivers in the area to come and do like a, a sketchy job on the ice road. And the sketchy job is to save people from this coal mine out in like North, North Alaska or something like that. Like it's in a really, it's in a part of the world where it's just frozen a lot of the time. The only way there is through ice roads. And if you can't go on, you drive on the frozen lakes, you know what I mean? And if you can't get there, then you have to fly a plane or a helicopter because it's like, in the middle of the seasons, like they can't fly a plane or a helicopter to get the parts to save this mine. So the mine has had like a methane leak or something and it's blown up because there's been a spark. And you should have seen the way this C grade, the the guy's name, I've looked it up. The guy's name is Holt McCallie and his character is Lampard. And he's just like, he's in a lot of like just sucky movies. Anyway, Uh, He's actually in some good movies, but he's just not a good actor. Like, he didn't grow into being a good actor. He wasn't in, like, bad films. He's just acting. He was in, he was an extra in Fight Club, but he had kind of a role. And, but not a big role. And he acts the same in Fight Club as he acts in this. And so there's a methane leak. And the way, like, methane works is it's like a, you know, an, an explosive gas or whatever. So they're in this mine and the methane's like everywhere and they're like we gotta get we gotta get everyone out of here and go 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 evacuate 
You know, that's how he's speaking through the film, through this part, right? And, you know, they're ushering people out and he's going out and then someone hits a pickaxe against some metal and he's like, he sees it and he's like, no! (laughs) And it sparks and it blows up and they cave in and they need a part to cap it. They've got like an airline and they run out of air, right? And there's a bit, there's like a subplot there about like, you know, when I said that there was a methane leak, you guys kept digging or something like that. You know, that was probably better than what he said it. And so that's, that's why there's an emergency ice road trucker situation, you know? So Liam Neeson picks up the contract and he's like, yeah, I'm in. (laughs) And he, he goes to the place and he's waiting there. And Liam Neeson looks around the room. There's all these truck drivers, you know, and he says to like the recruitment guy, he's like, you know, where did these guys, like, where do we get these guys from? You know, I can't do a Lawrence Fishburne. He's just going to be Liam Neeson as well. (laughs) And he's like, you know, where did these guys come from? He's like, well, you know, a lot of these people ain't seen an ice road ever. Or if they seen one, it was back in 1932 because they're in Alaska. So they've got like a bit of a Canadian jaw, I suppose. Like, you know, like a, um, like a Fargo kind of accent, right? <laughs> they go there and they, they pick Liam Neeson. They, they say, you've seen a couple ice roads before, eh? Up in North Dakota. That's some hectic country out there. And they just say, yeah, it was a tough time in North Dakota. Me and my brother Gertie here, we traveled around a lot. And we got through some tough things together, didn't we, Gertie? And he's like, nodding, you know, like, <laughs> nodding, not actually knowing what's going on. And he said, you know, Lauren Fishburne's like, so you're the mechanic, Gertie, hey? <laughs> and Gertie's like, yes, sir. And Liam Neeson's like, <laughs> it'd be better if I had like a theater play-by-play. <laughs> but, you know, we don't, have, we don't have that kind of resources. And then like, so Liam Neeson's like, Who's the best damn mechanic this side of the hemisphere? And he's like, all right, you two, come with me. That's what Lawrence Fishburne says, actually. And they get him to, like, pull apart in the engine. He's like, you got the part. You know, you got the job. (laughs) So they get the job. So they're ice road truckers now. I'm not going to explain the whole movie because that'll take too long. But that's, like, the first like 20 minutes all of this has happened and that's a lot to happen in such a small amount of time like a lot a lot goes on and then the other people they hire is like one she's like an indian like a native american right and she she's like a protester fighting for human rights and they pick her up from jail so she's like the tough she's like the michelle rodriguez of the crew liam neeson's like the dominic toretto you know he's like the Vin Diesel man, you know, like he's, he's, he's the guy and Lawrence Fishburne, he's going on the trek as well. So they're on this ice road, you know, they assemble the crew and they, they start driving off into the distance. They start cruising along and they're, they're basically got to drive like, um, 24 hours in two days. So they have to do like nonstop driving to get these parts up there or whatever. And, they get all the they get they start on these ice road and then the sun comes up and starts to melt like the lakes and Lawrence Fishburne his truck starts to overheat and starts to die and in 
you know, they don't stop going. They just... <laughs> they stop for him. They stop for Lawrence Fishburne, which is fine. Like, I'm, I'm a Fishburne kind of guy. Like, I'm a big fan of Vandal and Matrix and stuff. Like, I'm into it. And he... He gets out and he starts checking it over and he's like, instantly, instantly, like when they're like, oh, what, what's wrong, Jim? <laughs> or whatever his name is. <laughs> Jim, what's wrong with your truck? It's me, Liam Neeson in the front playing as Mike McCann with Gertie. <laughs> and he's like, you know, the temperature goes and he's like, I think that's my head gasket. Just instantly. <laughs> instantly no one checked his truck before no one had a look no one like seen i don't know if you could like tell if a head gasket was going to go but surely you would run like some kind of diagnostic on a truck that was about to drive a risky ice road like surely you would do some kind of maintenance to it right and niente nada he just like instantly he knows he's like sounds like my head gasket (laughs) i don't know why Lawrence fishburn is like from the south, I don't know, and, you know, one thing leads to another, they stop, and they get out, and they start going to, like, to Fishburne's truck, and they're like, Gertie, run diagnostic on Jim's truck, we've got to sort out this problem, you do it, and we'll tow you, (laughs) so they start towing him, and I don't even know how, but Lawrence Fishburne ends up just tangled in the chain, somehow, no, that's right, the back of the truck goes in the lake because they're driving on a lake because it's an ice road. Ice road. And the the back of the truck, like the trailer, starts going in the water and starts sinking. And Lawrence Fishburne gets his boot like tied up in the thing and it starts like constricting. And they're throwing like trucky terms out there and stuff like, you know, 10-4 and a rubber ducky and this here nylon ain't no two-ply or something or other, you know, the talking trash. And he's got like, it looks like his foot has been like decapitated in the shoe, but Lawrence Fishburne's face, like, it doesn't even look like he's in pain. He just looks extremely uncomfortable, eh? And he's not like in any kind of pain. So the truck ends up pulling them all back because they can't get it out. They're all towed up. They're all trying to get the, the truck out and the truck keeps sinking and sinking and sinking. And sure enough, Lawrence Fishburne's in the drink. <laughs> he's in the ice water on the ice road. And he he's getting dragged down. And instead of just like taking his shoe off, which looks like he could have done, <laughs> he just they he just decides then there he's like, you have to go, and this is how he says it, you have to go save the miners. My life ain't worth it. Or something like that. And then they just cut the rope and then he's done that's it sorry there's a big spoiler there Lawrence Fishburne don't make it but you know did you not see company was a third truck he was you know he wasn't singing the right trucking songs say the least you know and they keep trucking on without him they just let him go and then oh actually they for some reason that truck falling down they start like waves start appearing like under the road so they have to drive faster to like outrun the wave (laughs) under the road i don't really understand it but whatever and they think the only way to stop it is to because if they're 
if they're on like their 18 wheels of justice, they're, they're going to get like thrown into the, the air, like a jump or whatever, but they, they get, they get, they just think the right thing to do is just get flipped over. So they get flipped over and they land on their sides. And then Liam Neeson's like, well, it seems that our trucks landed on their side were a bit of a blessing. It created an even distribution across the ice that really centered out gravity and was able and enabled us to spread out our weight evenly across the ice so we wouldn't sink. And then the lady explains the same thing <laughs> directly after he has this great like expositionary dialogue explaining what happens to people that don't know anything about equal weight proportion. It's like that was like his ultimate mystical like trucky moment yeah i know i know i know and that's that that movie like if if you want to hear the rest of it like i'll happily but i'm already into like nearly an hour 10 so i'll i'll one thing leads to another and to cut a long story short, a lot of other bad dialogue happens and a lot of other CGI explosions and Gertie, he doesn't get his man. <laughs> you know, he fixes the truck at some point and they like carry on and they eventually get the part there. <laughs> and, and that's it. Like it was such I was amped up. Like, I actually thought, you know, this is going to be like one of those vanishing point moments where no one's going to care for it and it's going to flip by the wayside and it's going to be like a cool movie. But there was so much like CGI, like fake CGI that just sucked, like like cheap CGI, like not good, not good. No, I would rather have watched Ice Road Truckers <laughs> on like the telly than Ice Road with Liam Neeson. Anyway, on that note, I, th- I think we'll stop. So, by now, you can hear the music. You can hear it playing majestically in the background. You know that it's the end of the show. And that was our 50th episode. I'm going to write 50 in the, um, in, the, in the episode description. I'll just write it as like in the... Like I said I was going to do. I'm going to do that. But... There's a couple of things that you can do to really help progress this show and just show show some love. Show some love for the show that you guys like, you know? And it's like this guy talking about, you know, nonsense. But it's good nonsense, you know? Like, it's stuff that you can take home in a bag and throw it in your hobo bilby and <laughs> carry on about your day. But you can go to iTunes and leave a five-star review and subscribe to the podcast on spotify and google and amazon music remember amazon music they're giving three month trials free three month trials of amazon music i mean you know there's good free stuff in that and you can go and subscribe and follow the podcast there as well on spotify you can hit the little bell and it'll tell you when a new episode's up so you don't need to check every day you can just get a notification and beep, it comes up um and just remember we've got some um t-shirts coming they're coming because the mail system's quite slow at the moment so they're taking a little bit longer of yeah so don't hold your breath but they're gonna be here all right so if you if you once you see the shirts if you want the shirts email me at my mind podcasts 
at gmail.com and I'll, I can get you a shirt. Or you can go to the Instagram page, which is my mind podcast, which is M Y M N D P D C S T. So it's mmpcast, really, because there's no vowels. I don't live a vowel lifestyle, man. Like, I'm strictly no vowels in my usernames, you know. I'm not. <laughs> but my. Um, alternately you can go to twitter as well and you can follow me on twitter i just write stuff on like mma pages like that mma fighters i try and like, i'm not trying to catch all the cloud i just see like they put something up and i just like put a joke there that i think's funny and no one else thinks it's funny that's cool i'm okay with it and um yeah you can you can follow the journey there you can go to facebook as well and uh, go to the my mind podcast or my mind with Stephen taylor uh, facebook group and you can join there and and see all the cool stuff we post there and you know i'm more active on instagram these days because fa- facebook's just hard hard for me <laughs> yeah but i try i do try and if you engage me i'll try to engage you back i'm i'm very thoughtful like that and look that that's it so thank thank you all for listening uh, i appreciate it i appreciate all the all the love and likes and, and everything else and hopefully uh, hit me back if this was a more a better version of my of 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 the podcast let let me know what you think about this recording did you like this style or would you like it to go back to the old style where it was not really staticky and stuff (laughs) or do you like this one where it's way more professional and easier to understand you know and anyway i am gonna talk to you guys later i'm sure and have a good week have a safe week and i'll 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 talk to you later on thank you